0: People. And when I get nervous, I walk, and usually I speak too quickly. Some people, understanding, you can just keep to yourself and pretend you didn't. I'd be very, very careful who you talk to you about
1: that, because the person who wrote that is dangerous.
0: Good afternoon, welcome to another conversation we're going to have here on the Dissect Podcast. Um, this is Mark. I'm here in the studio today with Michael and with. Uh, a photographer friend, Nicole Morgenthau, and we were sitting here uh, in the lead up trying to remember when and where we met and the circumstances of it. Neither of us can remember accurately, but we have some, we have some possibilities. Um, but one of the reasons that I wanted to um, sit down with Nicole uh, is because she's a photographer and a very good photographer. And, and over the last couple of years, I'd been seeing some pictures um, in the, via Instagram because that's the, the way we relate as photographers I guess um, of uh, and, and some really stunning portraits of uh, I mean obviously strong characters it, uh, and these have often been um, in, in the situation of what I I guess the first the, one of the first ones was um, it was a, a mount a gathering of some kind a mountain man festival mm-hmm. and um, a, and then you know I saw a beautiful picture of the, the sign out in front of the Irma Hotel and Cody, and I thought, all right, she's—that's the, the the world that um, she's sort of in right now, and I have a uh, certainly have a fond place in my heart for Cody, Wyoming. Um, it, but uh, these these portraits were, were pretty striking, and it it seemed to me that the main thing that was sort of coming through was the influence of the environment on these individuals, that they're outside all of the time and close to the land, and that that had shaped sort of the the character of their faces but also the the energy that you know i i think i can sense in the in the in the in the pictures um i'd like to say i can i don't know whether that's true or not but anyway um we wanted to, i want to sit down and have a little conversation about um uh, photography maybe you know uh I, I somehow think that we met some in some way attached to rock climbing yes. a long yes. a long time ago anyway so welcome and um uh ho-
2: hopefully uh, we'll all learn a thing or two today <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine we can't just based off of looking at what you've done um remotely over instagram um th- th- there's something just inherently fascinating when when you see a photographer that sees the world a different way and i think that's the, the draw for all of us in photography to start with is just like oh they they saw that person and they first of all thought it was worth taking a picture of, and then not only that they thought about taking a good picture. I think it's, it's the the big difference between things and looking at your portraits because um, I don't take a lot. I, I take uh, how I would classify what it, I take a picture of some. I take a picture of action. I take a picture of things happening. I rarely take a picture of a person. And the the biggest difference that I see looking at your stuff is like, wow, you really tried to capture a a human being and really tried to like bring out their essence through a photograph. That kind of struck me as different because, again, it just made me look at how I do things. Like I point my thing at objects. I point my thing at landscapes, at whatever. um, And maybe that's because, I don't know, my misanthropic take on (laughs) human nature or it's just you can see something that I can't um how do you like when you what grabs your eye about somebody r- w- given the circumstances that you're in to shoot
3: well i'll back up just a tiny bit yeah. and say that i used to travel to really beautiful places lake tahoe jackson Hole, um hawaii and now i want to go to horrible places <laughs> i want <go> to go <laughs> maybe not horrible i'd say more depressed places can uh, i
2: can i recommend a place please Sofia Bulgaria <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been there done that <laughs> like,
1: don't ruin it Okay, <laughs>
0: I'm
3: buying tickets tonight yeah. <laughs> um, well I really shouldn't say horrible that's kind of mean but places that are maybe a little bit more depressed a little less sophisticated um, slower paced maybe a place where a mine pulled out Um, Because I think that there are people that are really doing something different than what's going on everywhere else in America. I feel like everybody's trying to get more beautiful, more (laughs) polished, more perfect, more educated, get paid better. Not all horrible things, but also they can be really stressful and kind of not very useful. But, But
0: also just of uniform appearance.
3: Very if, uniform. It, if
0: everyone's trying to do sort of the same thing and 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 operating from the premise that oh I want to look like that there's this mm-hmm. popular thing and that seems to be you know uh, tied to, you know with success or fame or whatever it is that I think that I want and so then it's very you know homogenized yes. and that was another thing like okay you can lose your mind going through different photographer feeds and social media and every now and then some like something jumps out and it's usually the thing that is di- oh this is different mm-hmm. this is not just another um photoshop smoothing exercise <laughs> curved I palm guess. tree with a
3: very fit person underneath it <laughs> attractive fit Attra- i see a lot yes. of
2: that and avocado toast next yeah. <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> yeah, it has to. there there's definitely an algorithm that happens there like there, there's a, look what I can do, look what I eat, look how relaxed I am by the pool. I I have defeat too, but it's like a false defeat. Like it's like, a, oh, I had a hard day today. And here's my also really good looking picture next to my defeatist attitude. Yeah. And, and there's this like, but that matches mythology. Like that matches the whole arc of story. And it, it, like, if you look at people, like maybe they, I wouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt by saying that somebody that, posted pictures like that thought ahead like oh i'm gonna post according to the dialectic but more or less they're fall into this trap of what people expect to see through a story i think what you're talking about is completely different you're you're showing you're showing something that is um not trying to fit a narrative necessarily but you found on accident a narrative which is people are living differently in these places that you visit Mm -hmm. that'd be kind of yeah yeah absolutely um uh, I meant you mentioned uh, climbing. I still climb today. I do. And do you take photographs of that? Because I, I see you in the wilderness. Don't the, the, anymore. Okay. So there's something that is that, because this would be uh, my first exposure to photography. Was oh, it was beauty industry. It was fashion. It was this. It was this. Um, <laughs> what could we fake to show to people to sell them on something? Was basically the idea, and you were. Uh, and it, that got to the point that it was so fake that I just I, I couldn't handle it anymore, or or I'd seen so much of it that I didn't believe what I saw. I and mean, maybe this is the like, like I've seen so much fitness I don't believe fitness anymore, or whatever. that <laughs> you become enamored with your own focus, and I think uh, that to me, um, <laughs> it sh- it shapes who we are, but it also shapes what we can become. And, and there's this thing that you mentioned just in passing, real quick, that, that you mentioned that. Um, the people that you're shooting, um, they don't have the same draw. Their um, their culture is detached from modern society, kind of mm-hmm. deal. And I think our modern society, if I had to like describe it, it's it's based off of status anxiety. Like we absolutely, it's fatiguing. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah right. It's like you're looking for perfection, but at the yeah. same time, you're like so fatigued. And I'm to blame as well because, you know. But to a,
2: to a point, absolutely. what what is perfect about your photos is the imperfection, like the the portraits. Show what people try to erase. Like, they try to erase their status, most of all. Like, I don't want people to know that I'm middle class and irrelevant. Therefore, I have, like, I only post pictures when I'm on this one vacation that I went in debt to go on. Or, like, I don't want people to know how unfit I am. So I post a picture at a gym. Like, do i I don't want people to know that i'm unemployed (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so so i'm eating lobster yeah yeah exactly (laughs) that 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 is kind of the i mean you could call that the cosmic joke like that that is in a funny way what what we're all trying to not get people to see about ourselves um we try to mask by doing the opposite it seems like the porches that you bring out the crow's feet in the eyes like the wrinkles in the skin tend to be the beautiful part about the detail of your photos. And that's what so many people try to erase. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the Botox? Where's the thing? And and that leads to quite a bit of reflection of when you look at a photograph and the photograph is beautiful because it's so imperfect, why are we trying to run away from the imperfect thing? Like, what happened to the aging gracefully thing? What happened to the lines in my face tell stories, and the hardship that I faced is now this character that you've embodied through a photo. I think I, I just like just as a blanket comment that that's been that's a really cool thing that you've captured. Well,
3: thank you. Thank you very much.
0: You mentioned
2: a place like a
0: as a as a a, 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 a a terrible place to go. A place that a mine pulled out, mm-hmm. and I, I'm assuming, you know. Obviously, and there's some certainly here. I can, I can, on the other side of the Oakers, we drove up this road in February with Kingry, um, and I can't remember the name of. The, and maybe it's Ofer, Utah. Oh, yes, it is. And that's where a mine pulled out
3: mm-hmm. and
0: was at one time. I don't know. I, I would imagine thriving to some degree, or at least mm-hmm. you know Stockton down at the base of the road was was, and it and it it just had that sort of derelict yes loss sense of feeling to it
3: Mm Hmm. yes i was recently in farmington new mexico and Uh, literally. well
0: i spent the winter there selena was in practice uh, was down there for almost two years um with her foot uh, uh, her foot and ankle practice okay so it spent um yeah six or seven months down there rough place oh yeah
3: and I really have slept in some vulgar hotels, and I'm fine with it usually. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, feel like hot, for, I feel like hot water can take care of a lot of things. Check
2: for bed bugs. Is that the uh, kind of... just
3: take an Advil PM and go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'll just take a really hot shower, drink some apple cider vinegar in the morning, and hope it's okay. But I did pack up from a hotel and drove to Cortez, Colorado, because I was so uncomfortable. After observing a lot, yeah, I looked at a lot of faces, and was out for dinner, and I just. I just said to um, wait, can we curse at all? Almost. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I just said to the racist, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like,
0: well, like. O- oil and gas died, mm-hmm. um, which was so. So, you, there, I, I think there was a, a period there in Farmington where um, it, it, it was sort of a little boom town in, in, in that regard. And then oil and gas prices dropped. That business didn't go away entirely, but it left a lot of people unemployed. Like mm-hmm. you go and you look at some of the real estate listings, and these houses have been for sale for two or three years. Yeah, you know, people trying to leave, and then and they're just absurd prices. And if it was ever, you know, if we were ever going to become more isolationist as a country, and oil and gas was going to come back, I mean, Farmington be a good real estate play right about now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it's it's um, the, the 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 sense of Like a community's spirit, having been a bit crushed, was what you know part of what I felt there, Mm -hmm. but not the totality of it, for sure.
3: Mm -hmm. And and, you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm looking for doom and gloom. I'm just, I'm just really fascinated by reality. Mm -hmm. I guess that's kind of why I like these subjects, because you know we we try to kind of yeah jump over reality a lot you know be it with bleaching our skin or straightening our hair or whatever so I these people's stories and their faces and you know it's not a it's not necessarily a negative thing it's just it's what we're left with and it's it really should be talked about more
0: and it's a human it's part of i mean it's human experience mm-hmm. and not necessarily like a you know oh we're not trying to obviously not trying to sell anything here because mm-hmm. no one's buying that that just is something that happens um and but i i well that part of the uh the states or that just that area um selena would go down and work in gallop once a week mm-hmm. and uh, oftentimes, I would go. I'd drive down with her, and I'd walk and take pictures. I'd drive out to Zuni or someplace, and
3: fascinating um, place.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, 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 it And and Gallup had more of a, a sense of um, liveliness to it, or I, I I don't. God damn it! I'm going to use it. Hope. <laughs> Whereas the sense that I had in Farmington was that it yeah. was the hope was kind of. I mean, and not, and it's not. I mean the the, the 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 desert and the mountains and the, I mean the, everything around it is incredibly yeah. beautiful, if desolate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But
3: the culture is—it
0: just felt crushed.
3: Mm-hmm. There's yeah.
2: uh, there's this weird um, subject, uh, and it, it seems like we're, we're we're just touching the edge of it, where we're talking about um, different communities, um, either kind of being trapped in the past or not being able to leech forward, whether of opportunity or big business came through or whatever the thing is. And I think the the foundation to this subject never gets really talked about. And we're, we're usually talking about conservatism or or progressivism and not in the not in the political sense not in the sense that you're either liberal or you're republican or whatever but in the sense that most ideas like human civilization either needs to conserve its practice because it's the best practice Mm -hmm. or it needs to progress its practice because there's better practices Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people get lost in that idea because um for the most part, progressing is generally the best way to go like we need better business practices we need to be more efficient we 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 need to move past the point where uh we're expending energy to for not very much production and what we've ended up with though is like leaving a lot of people in the dust mm-hmm. or and that seems like the you know the small towns in Western America usually fit into that perfectly because if they had resources, sorry guys <laughs> that got taken care of. At a level that's unbelievable, but just on the theory of, um, I think people miss the point of why conservatism is really important to actually comprehend. Uh, if we can talk about conserving nature, that's the most obvious one. But also, just in practices, like there, there's some damage to be had when we when we uh, miss the the horse for the cart or whatever mm-hmm. you want you want to explain. the The example that I used to give was um, in the '80s, the whole You know, latchkey kid thing. The practice was, you know, disciplining children. Children having daycare. We kind of missed this point where we uh, we're like, oh yeah, yeah, abusing children is is bad. Therefore, none of it. And we're like, yeah, like nobody could disagree with that. The side effect to that was now kids don't get disciplined, Mm -hmm. and so that the conservatism in in the idea or practice of discipline was missed. Therefore, the progressive idea of the offset practice hurts children. And so I think that thing happens, albeit in a different scale, the the progr- progress versus conserving happens in an ideology as well in these towns. And that, uh, I mean, it happened with photography, with digital photography and filmmaking. So the, the idea, like, <laughs> this whole idea, I think, is is kind of interesting to, to touch on, of like, what is worth conserving? Like, what do, what do we have to reject in order to embrace something else? Mm-hmm. And what do we embrace now That means we have to reject progress in that in that
3: well and and i'll add i'm not saying that um you know i think these people should be able to prosper that are in these more depressed places i'm not saying it's like it's great that they're living below the poverty line it's not that it's just that you know we think of that as so horrible when we look at the opposite end of the spectrum and the people that are getting praised for working 12 14 hours a day and making tons Mm. of money and living a very polished life. But then you're like, where is this middle ground? Mm-hmm. Like, where did the two, like, they're not touching at all. And so that's kind of, that's what just makes me so fascinated in this whole other side, you know? It's just... Uh,
2: there, <laughs> I, I don't want to call any particular company out for this, but I think we sell the idea of what you've captured. Um, but in a... Uh, we want to pay tribute to an old way of life, but through a new means, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. And, and I get really irritated when I see photography or videography that tries to capture the feeling of what you're talking Like, oh, it's just the, you know, maybe Ford is the best example. Like the hardworking guy that just bought an $80,000 truck that's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm a good old boy that wears jeans or Levi or whatever the 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 relation to a poorer community to sell them shit. shit that they can't afford. Right,
0: romanticizing <laughs> yeah. this per- this particular ideal which is inaccessible to the market you're actually trying to
2: sell your truck to you know, right. in a way. So everybody would love the idea of camping. Like, oh, man, it would just be great to put a backpack on and go up into the hills and you know have a fresh pot of coffee. The logistics of that are a fucking nightmare for most people. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, in fact, I just saw
3: something <laughs> – uh, I think it was a ca- somebody captured it from Twitter, and it, and it was a you know twenty something year old woman saying, "I don't understand why people don't travel, why they don't want to explore." <laughs> and there was some black guy with missing front teeth, and underneath he responded, "Poverty." <laughs> 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 it's like <laughs>
2: touche. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we, we talked about dogs for a little bit because you have a beautiful healer that I noticed. And I think most people, um, they go, man, it'd be great to have an animal friend. Like just to have like, I think the same thing. I'm like, I I think I could handle 10 legitimately if I had the land. Like 10 dogs I would be okay with. I have one. Because I looked past the fun idea of having ten, which I imagine is just ten puppies running up and licking me, and I'm having a great time. And then I think, like, man, and what they happens? don't need baths. Yeah, you know, no. you know, they never go to the vet either, the, or blow the, or or, yeah. ACLs or, anything. or or you know, you never go out of town either, where you <laughs> yeah. have to have somebody actually watch your ten dogs for you, or you have to fly with ten dogs, or you have to travel in a car with ten dogs. Like, people do not think about the reality of these things, but we are sold on the romanticism, like Mark mentioned, and I think. That is a problem. Like that, that disconnect of being sold the old American values and ways, or this old thing, without actually understanding what that old American value is—that conservation, what that which means. goes it's back exactly yeah. to what you just said, yeah. poverty. Yeah. It's the
0: old American
2: value <laughs> that it,
0: that that people worked really hard mm-hmm. to change, and it, and and I, I, I feel like sometimes we're almost um, the, the we are, tr- I don't want to say tricked because that's a bit strong, but but there's a certain amount of whatever genuine wealth or spiritual wealth or whatever that, w- you know, is that we n- need.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And why are we trying so fucking hard to get, you know, beyond that?
3: I, th- I, 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 I think it, it's like you look at um, – at money that way Mm -hmm. and i think for some people it's not because they want 10 porsches it's because i have the ability it's a it's like a personal challenge oh yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean i I, you know
3: but maybe i'm just a little naive um good lord and i think
0: i I don't have a particularly um uh, i don't know calm relationship with money (laughs) Um, (laughs) so i can't comment you know it Mm -hmm. never i always you know one car
2: was Seemed pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I, I think oh, this fits under the banner of illusions of grandeur too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all a big catalog now. Like, or everything is is a commercial or an infomercial. Like, it, it, our friends' lives are infomercials for what we should do because we're the impression that we need to match them, and that, that becomes the status anxiety part. Is where. I grew up with that kid. How the hell does he have a Ferrari like that? Well, how like I don't have a Ferrari, and it could be well he forego he he forwent every other aspect of his life. He gave up health, whatever, children, dogs, big house, in order to just have this one thing, and that's what he wants to highlight on mm-hmm. his experience. Uh, that would be a pretty fucking dismal experience. But if he if he went through all the suffering to get that, and I compare because I'm missing that one item, I'm 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 not looking at the world correctly
0: i'm I'm comparing you're comparing the. the, you're looking at the trophy not what earned it
3: it. and i don't really know that everybody suffers that hard to get there because but i but i think they give up a lot in terms of um i mean we've all probably had amazing amazing time in the mountains Mm -hmm. and testing our strength our physical strength our mental strength our wherewithal our ability to eat garbage food or you know i mean and I, we're all weirdos so yeah <laughs> that to me that's a re- giant reward to sur- survive and thrive to, to after be able all to name that.
0: every flavor of top ramen that there is <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but we pushed like, ourselves in a different way yeah um and
0: to sort of circle back i mean um because Mentioned this the, the, the change over in, the, in the, the, the that occurred around film versus digital photography, and you were taking pictures before.
3: Oh, yeah, the, that, that transition was, was just how did you navigate?
0: Like, was it an obvious thing that you went from one day to the next and just decided, okay, the film in the refrigerator is gone, and now I'm getting this other camera and moving on? Or
3: I was definitely a little late on the switch, and uh, I did, and I so I did transition. And it was okay. And then I went to physical therapy school because there was this, um, you know, this is really fucking hard. Like making art is hard. Learning is hard. Hard. I'm a very easily distracted person. Um, And so I was like, I don't really know that I can be that person that sits down and just digs in and is like, you're figuring this out. So I did figure it out but I had to spend a lot of money and exhaust my brain going to s- halfway through school um, again so
0: the physical therapy school was the distraction from uh, yeah. uh, what you're actually I think probably really here to do
3: <laughs> yeah it was and it was not a very glory I mean it would I would have rather spent that money traveling the world and making portraits but um, you know you don't you don't know an answer until you know the answer yeah so (laughs) yeah but I I always tell people I had to take the really long way home so that's
0: uh, I mean but it's fascinating you know that you say that "Ah, it's a a lot of schooling and it takes a long time to figure this out and yet this afternoon you you just you demonstrated to me that you've done that schooling because you (laughs) my this is this is going to be my thing from now on Michael Mm -hmm. I'm going to explore every pull down menu in every little tool or window that's you know in Lightroom or Photoshop or st- stuff, because she showed me something today.
2: Oh, having saw, to yeah, do with like I saw. Comp- it and, huh? I purposefully did not ask because it, I don't want to know. Like I want to remain ignorant on this topic like, specifically. She's
0: looked at every pull down menu. That's just like <laughs> I a look at pull down menus. Form of <laughs> kind of a form of self torture for me because then I because every pull down menu means YouTube tutorial. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Well, you know, you know that old saying: if you want something done right, you do it yourself, right? Uh,
0: uh, I've never heard that. Be- no. No. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Strange. Well, fuck. I, that's yeah. You know,
3: I mean, very. We're all type A.
0: So you put yourself through school, essentially. I mean, with with
2: the well, like, life the, the, is the school. Digital, mm-hmm. Life mm. is school. There's a well a and weird, a, a very weird synchronicity of the mention of status anxiety. The author who wrote that book uh, owns a bookstore in London called The School of Life. He's a philosopher. Uh, Alain de Bouton, I believe oh, is his okay. name. <laughs> and uh, like, so th- this <laughs> just a, a weird thing that I'll mention in off-passing, but his, his subjects keep coming back up through these loops of reasoning. Like, when we're talking about yeah, uh, he, uh, he would be considered a very successful person, writer, et cetera, philosopher, whatever you want to call him. And that, that's an inter like most people that are successful look at life as the actual education, and then the institutional education is just like that's a side cart thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you went to physical therapy school.
3: Well, I went part way, and okay. I, I mean, I do have a photo education as yep. well. And okay. Done lots of like things. a like a
2: formal <laughs> photo education.
3: No, I went to Montana hmm. State through okay. the photo program. Nice. Yep. Wow. Right. And then went to massage school as well.
2: <laughs> okay. I, in massage school, I take it then lent to to physical therapy.
3: Uh, well, I've always been interested in health and well being. Sure. And yeah. There's similarities. Good here, function like, and. <laughs> full, yeah. You know, and had a massive uh, rollover accident. Oh. A near death, and that kind of really, I was climbing had this accident and i think seeing your body change uh it makes you either want to take a bunch of oxycodone and ignore your body or get really in tune with it
2: how what were the uh, circumstances in the roller if you don't mind me asking
3: the outcome no no, no speed? like well, yeah like <laughs> no excess speed.
2: Like no, was, was it a, like your fault was it no it was just uh, mother nature i was driving sheep no sheep. Mo- no sheep no, no deer.
3: sheep no deer no the way before cell phones Kay. okay um no twitter it, it, no twitter <laughs> this was probably 1994 or five and i was driving from bozeman montana to colorado to visit mm. some friends for thanksgiving was on the freeway going 40 miles per hour for like 9 million hours and getting so bored, so I picked it up a little bit. And the weather, it had been like sleeting and slushy and 40-something and just, just nasty out. And I think that, every, you know, the temperature dropped and everything that was packed in the tread of my tires froze, the highway froze, and I spun around and flipped like three times and went off and into a gully. And I just remember when the car was about to hit the ground, I was just like, don't make it hurt. That's all, and I was listening to Frank Zappa. The bigger the cushion, the better the pushing. So like, (laughs) that was what was going on. And and I I landed upside down, and I could hear my wheels spinning, of my car when I hit, and was like totally fine. And I had Frank Zappa, like, which I'm picturing him in pigtails with a mustache, (laughs) and like kind of in hysterics, (laughs) Um, uh, and just hanging out there upside down. By yourself? All by myself, and I just had some businessmen wearing oh god they were wearing like those leather football jackets but with like like, like trousers a, like a duster <laughs> what
2: like a duster or a,
3: no they were wearing like
2: like it, a varsity leather jacket like, yes kind of oh thing. yeah oh, okay. sorry I don't, nice. I don't know my yeah. you know sporty stuff trying to put the picture together varsity
3: <laughs> yeah it was probably like university of wyoming football kind of uh, okay. thing with some yep. tan pants and yeah. they came over and they were like Oh my god, we thought it was going to be like a dead corpse. And I'm like, "No, I'm totally cool." Yeah. Like not a scratch. Whoa. Not a scratch. But um you know, the paramedics came as they do and they're like, "Just hold on to, the, you know, we're glad you're not like mm. broken-boned, but we'll see what happens in a couple of days." And little do we know, everything everything. everything up. Oh man. Everything yeah. once the adrenaline wears off and oh. you know
2: like brain issues? Do you no, 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 no. Just like okay.
3: severe whiplash and, oh, neck you know, issues, yeah. basically begging strangers to pop my back for like <laughs> two decades. <laughs> I had to train one of my roommates when I lived in Bozeman to train, to pop my back. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. And other friends would just be like driving, and I'm like, oh, it's time.
2: You start <laughs> checking Tinder for chiropractic dates. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, well, my joke wow. now is like, you can live at my house for free if you're a chiropractor or a Thai chef. <laughs>
2: Ooh, I like that. We yeah. ha, we have this thing. We're both, yeah. Wherever yeah, yeah. We, and if you're both. <laughs> if you're yeah, so both, much, then. <laughs> then. Magic, <Yes>. magic.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's when the magic happens. <laughs> they, we have this, wherever we travel, we tend to eat Thai food. Like, it doesn't matter what country, Thai food seems like the safe bet, no matter what. It's just always delicious, I Never been disappointed. Yeah, Spain, Amsterdam, even Bulgaria had a Thai restaurant that was okay. The Indian restaurant was better. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. we got sick everywhere we ate, but. That's not everyone's (laughs) experience in Bulgaria, just ours. (laughs) (laughs) Just ours. Yeah, it has (laughs) – traveling and eating Thai food brings back memories. Do do you think from – so it took you uh, almost 10 years to recover from this accident, basically?
3: Well, no. I mean, I don't know. I think when you have some pain in your body, you just sort of get used to it. And I was young and just was like, eh, whatever, you know. I was just cool with it. I wasn't Mm. wasn't neurotic and I wasn't uh, – I just felt very healthy-minded and was just like, I'm just going to do what I was always doing. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, it was a pretty long time ago. My body was healthy. And yeah. uh, just nothing was broken. So I just took a lot of care of it. I mean, that's where my interest in kind of massage, t- chiropractic, PT, self-care, diet, like all of it, it just became – I've always been interested, but it just became so much more fascinating. Yeah. There's so how many, you can heal your body.
2: There's so many people that, that would blow their mind that – like to go learn something just to take care of herself. And and maybe that's a bigger topic that we're talking about is educating yourself for yourself.
3: Well, I mean, I did want to do massage and I mm-hmm. did do massage and then I hate to say, there's a boil or two on a shoulder that I was like, yeah, I can't I'm not touching other humans like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, cuz people
2: that don't take care of themselves, I'm not going to try to take care of. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. got to meet me partway <laughs> at I don't least know, yeah, like I mean. shower maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before I mean, you come in I didn't you know just the idea of working <laughs> yeah.
2: at Massage Envy or something and just being like given what you're given and be like mm-hmm. this doesn't match. This is not the same thing. I think we do that. We're we're just as discriminatory about people that come in here, although they're like looking to help themselves in the training facility of some sort. Like, oh, I want to get better. It's like, well, you got to do some of the work up front before I can help. Kind of deal. Yeah. I, I that's that is a bizarre. It would be very hard to. I I don't think I could massage people honestly. So that'd yeah. be a weird business. That's pretty weird.
0: I think the energy exchange. I mean, one of the things that um, speaking of Bulgaria, one of the things that Stoyan mm. taught me was because whenever he would do body work, whether it was you know actual, whether it was massage or dry needling or whatever, he always wore rubber gloves. And so I thought it was like when because he did a lot of dry dry needling on me when um, there, and and I always thought ah oh, it's a fluid thing. And so we got talking about it one day and. And he said, "Oh no, 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 no! That insulates me from the bad energy of the people that I'm working on. I'm like, oh, yeah, because that definitely you're like I'm the bad energy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or good energy. Yeah. I don't or, know, or, or good. Thing. I mean, you're also insulated from the good, but he's yeah. probably had. I
2: mean, yeah, if he works on enough people, yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. be bad enough. Uh, yeah, that's
0: so this." When you were traveling to beautiful places and you take pictures of the, you know, sort of the landscape or, I mean, I, I presume you took some climbing photographs yeah, at some point. Yes, I used to love it. Yeah, Interesting sort of um, activity to photograph. And you're always and it often happens in beautiful places, although yeah. there are some pretty <laughs> ugly rock quarries where people go rock climbing. Um, but there's but there uh, there was a shift. And did it happen sort of all of a sudden in terms of interest or were you just like. I mean, somehow in my head, I think, man, I'm driving through all of these places to get to these climbing destinations, and not necessarily maybe seeing the beauty on the way there, or the, uh, or, or, or something.
3: Incredibly unplanned. I mean, I think it was just like turning forty. Okay. Just feeling like I know it sounds weird, but feeling like a woman. But whereas prior to that, I feel like a very youthful person. So I just felt like I climb. I drink beer with my friends, Like I don't have children, so I feel like I've just been a very good, selfish person, mm-hmm. doing what I want, living a very free life. And then I felt like when I turned about 40, you know, your, your family ages, your friends get divorced, you're, you start looking at your finances, you <laughs> own a home. And so, I don't know, I just think um, reality just kinda or you know, reality is whatever you want it to be. But yeah. I think a, like a less of a Peter Panish, more of an adult reality kind of kicked in, and I think that's where all these these stories and these other faces and you know, it's like I've lived such a kind of a padded life, you know, hmm. that I just wanted to see what like what are these people doing? I was raised in New Jersey, like middle upper class, and yeah, that's nice, quote unquote. There's quotes because there's a microphone, mm-hmm. um, but it's just kind of boring. Yeah. And, you know, just transitioning into climbing, which is a beautiful, fun thing to do. But it's, it was also just very. Uh, it's, it's a bit sound, of a shock coming out weird, west but for it's like,
0: school in, in, in the first place. Like, did, well, did you go from Jersey to Bozeman? Like, was that the trajectory? No, I went to I went like,
3: Colorado first. Okay. My, my parents <laughs> kind of made a mistake was, by when I was like 15, sending me on a trip with a bunch of teenagers out west. And, I mean, the second the second we got to, I think it was South Dakota might have been the first stop. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. This is like, like why would yeah. I live somewhere that's humid? Um, <laughs> for, for starters, I need, to, I need to look at red rocks. I need dry um, air. Just, the I desert don't want to be in a rat race. Huh. And, like, why would you live somewhere that's not beautiful? Like, why would you do that? Unless it was just super fascinating, like New Orleans or you know, maybe Manhattan something.
2: or something like that. Uh-huh. If that's what you're into. Uh, no, yeah, I don't
3: do the East coast anymore. I think but.
2: most places are worth like experiencing whether that time is a year or, you know, a couple months mm-hmm. or whatever. But I agree that there's this, I think everybody has kind of their, maybe this is about as hokey as I could get, but I think everybody has their environmental calling. Like, and we have the idea of what we want. Like, i thought i was an ocean person for the longest time i was like oh i just need to be by the ocean i need and fuck, no i don't mm-hmm. i need mountains like that is my thing there needs to be evergreen trees and tall peaks and i need to be able to get there fairly quickly like within five minutes that just yeah. and i didn't know that, that took me a decade to figure out i yeah. was just like no i'm gonna try california that's not the place for me and i think there's this desert dweller too and i think my like Erin is specifically a desert person. Like, is she relaxes once the rocks go red and the yes. air gets dry? She's just like, this is her environment. She's super comfortable there. Yeah, it's just a weird. I don't think people ever consider that. They just like, oh, like New York's nice. First of all, fuck no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can be fascinating. Sure. I mean, and I really try not to be so
3: righteous with my opinions, but sure. I feel like, at least for us as artists, mm-hmm. your environment is hugely important.
2: <laughs> do you think, um, uh, y- you said something about, you know coming from New Jersey uh, and being attracted to this thing because of your advantage, we would call it your privilege, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think, uh, I had maybe a similar feeling, but do you think the attraction to this culture that you're now capturing on film, is because you were almost a blank blank slate culture yourself. Yes, 100%.
3: Okay. 100%. Nice. You know, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, were you raised around Rendezvous? I'm like, "Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. My my dad wore a suit every day. There was no buckskin going on. But I think when you come into something unfamiliar, that um, level of curiosity, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just really, really, really makes you stick with with something like that,
2: yeah. you know. Yeah, there, there's something about this heritage thing too that I think. Like, I had great parents. Like, nothing bad ever could happen to me, kind of deal. Like, other than the odd, I don't know, middle class white kid problem. Uh, but for the most part, I think a big mistake that I see in parent, like in bringing up kids, is not describing their heritage to them. Not in a like, this is who you are. You need to be prideful. But it because that story. Blends like an attachment to a thing, I think. Like. I think that's missing today because I never got that. And I found it in the form of like, oh, I really like Japanese culture. Like, I'm just going to attach myself to this thing and read everything that there is because But well, you're going to appropriate it? I'm going to appropriate the <laughs> fuck out of it. Like, top <laughs> knot and everything. Like I, <laughs> I, I Sumo. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if I could wear a ninja suit today and not be frowned upon, that would still happen. Um, but the idea that, like, well, we do need our own culture. It needs to be ours. We need to belong to something. I, I think... Uh, One of the remarkable things from some of these Western small cities, it's really appreciable, uh, appreciable, appreciable would be value, appreciable. Fix me. You're you're on your own on this one. (laughs) Uh, 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 There's much to be appreciated from these (laughs) small (laughs) cultures is this uh, closeness that they have like this. Camaraderie—they know everybody. Uh, they're hardworking. Whatever the the general thing that we package and sell in a commercial later to sell a truck—that thing I think is really true because you have to be like when you are so close to the land that can kill you. I think you need to band together with other people, and I think big cities lose that culture. I don't know. Like uh, our neighborhood is a little bit weird here because we're up in the mountains here, um, but for. 25 maybe 20 28 years of my life i didn't know any of my neighbors ever like mm. i can't remember next door neighbor's names i can't like i saw them and i waved but i don't know anything about them in fact i know more about their dogs than i know about them <laughs> i know like the german shepherd that was next door for eight years I know, like the Labrador that was next door. Like I, I, I know. Well, maybe that's my again coming I back to like I hate it. humans this seems, thing. This seems totally nor- like <laughs> this is a this is a theme going on. Like, <laughs> I'll always approach a dog. I'll never approach a person. Um, the, but in that hindsight, like looking back and being like, why don't we know anybody that we live next to? And I think small towns specifically. I know a couple people from Cody, Wyoming. They expressed their hatred for it. Uh, mostly because they grew up there probably. And um, they said that the only things that were there to do were uh, drinking, fighting, and fucking. And then if you're not good at those or you <laughs> want to move beyond that, you kind of have to leave that city. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I understand that part, but uh, there is something to to be cherished about, like this small human environment where you know people's names and you're dependent on them. I mean, obviously, Sebastian Younger kind of covered this in that book. But, yeah, i tribe, Yeah, it's yeah, good. I was when you were going up on that. I was just like I. I know a
0: couple of people in my building. There's, I think there's 27 <laughs> units in my building. I don't know 27 people
2: there though. <laughs> yeah. Which? which um, it's the high-rise mentality, right? Like that. We get this. Uh, I don't know what it is exactly because it has to be helpful at some point. Like being that close to people should be a help, but it mostly terms it's not like i feel like people in rural areas that have big pieces of land and separation between people are closer than people that live on top of each other. on top of yeah. each other for sure agree and like that paradox is kind of like why is that happening like what what is it with I th- that I, I think we create we need to create a certain amount of distance
0: mm-hmm. um from the other people just to uh, I, I i don't and i don't know I don't know what that that reason is, but when the houses are too close together, people get ornery. And yeah. it,
2: look at the building plans from now until whenever. A, the idea of buying land is like uh, land ownership. That's a mockery of an idea. But for the most part, I say this mostly out of spite and disdain because they're building 800 houses around my house that they promised not to. So this mm. is kind of a, a tense subject for the yeah. for the. But, but just also, think, your property taxes are going to go up. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry.
0: I, what I meant to say the, was your property value is going to go up. Uh, no, just think, yeah. the traffic will triple.
3: Yeah oh great and how nice will that be Yeah it'll be great <laughs> and because
0: especially here in Salt
2: Lake. Yeah. How nice will that be? Yeah <sighs> So <laughs> I do have but when I look at the idea of it, it's almost ridiculous. Like the houses that are built these 5,000 foot monstro- square footage monstrosities are built on like less than a tenth of an acre. You're talking about like a five foot gap between monster houses. How is that? What are you paying for? Because I pay to be away from people. That's why I keep going away. And then people keep getting closer together. But they also are closer together physically, but farther apart mentally yes. or psychologically or culturally or all this other stuff. I, I I have no answer, no other comment other than like this is a weird fucking paradox that well, I think, very few people.
3: I think we're bombarded with so much more information now. Mm. Um, and even though we are less in touch with humans than we used to be. I mean, these houses were all built. These old homes were all built close to each other for a reason. Mm. Um, And I don't know, maybe people brawled back then or flipped each other off when they left the house. I don't know. But, you know, they had a lot less content in their face. People didn't watch so much recreational TV. They didn't, like, watch 20 episodes of something on Netflix. They uh, didn't... Whatever their jobs were, they were usually 9 to Mm 5. There was less... Mind, you know, stuff that was going, on, going out, on outside of that wasn't job. so exhausting. So we've prospered <laughs> to is, get ourselves exhausted. <laughs> so in a,
2: in a world that's complete, like I would agree it's completely kind of disconnected, although it is connect. It's more connected than it's ever been, but it's also separated more than it's probably ever been, at least understanding wise or empathy wise. When you go to take a picture, because I know this is such a this is a very difficult thing to do is connect with whoever you're taking a picture of. How do you approach that and have you noticed a shift um, from shooting these small town people to uh, shooting other portraits that would not be like the same culture?
3: Um. Well, that's, that's a big question. Um, I go to places where that I think will be interesting Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm going from point A to point B and it should be six hours, but it's 12 because (laughs) I know there's going to be the lighthouse bar and I'm like, yes, we're going to hang out in the lighthouse bar for a while, (laughs) you know? So, um, there are always people that are really shy and they don't want their photo taken. Mm -hmm. But I feel like more often than not, if you are celebrating somebody for some reason, like, I mean, I've met some people that are, well, they're maybe not the most fantastic people ever, but like I want to know their story. Of why? Why are you not fantastic? Because you look interesting, and so even if you take thirty minutes, maybe an hour with them, um, they're kind of delighted. They don't feel like invaded at all. Mm-hmm. That their, their space doesn't feel invaded at all. Because I mean, everybody wants somebody to think they're interesting.
2: Yeah, everybody appreciates appreciation.
3: Exactly, mm-hmm. they do.
0: That's, that's a pretty interesting thing, like to, 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 and a, and a divergence from the way I feel stuff is happening. Like there was a, um, because I shot, been shooting pictures for a long time. And I mean, I was just going to ask you, do you remember the era of the model release? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the stack of printed cards that I have from the people that I shot for the. Even know, the I bubble. remember that, Mark. Okay. <laughs> so, but, but it was a funny yeah. thing when I had asked someone, I was like super shy and nervous. I wanted to take a portrait of someone because they're like super interesting. And, and they're just like, oh, yeah, for sure. How do you want me to, you know, be? And I'm like, uh, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like so forthcoming it's- when my experience with, in, in the past had been with more reservation, more, separation from the camera like and and especially traveling the third world back in a certain era you know you point a camera at someone they throw a rock at you yes. you know in, in in a sense and and but just the idea of like oh i sit down and i get to know people mm-hmm. and we have an interaction and and potentially a portrait is is, is one result of that conversation um Damn, you mean it's not just like the drive-up window for cool (laughs) portraits?
3: Well, I've I've actually done that before because I've been not in the mood. Uh, Okay. I mean, I've been visually in the mood, but not not in the mood to just do my job and document, you know? I just wanted a nice, cool, new face to look at, and it doesn't work. Yeah. It it just simply doesn't work because, you know, people look at you as, like, greedy or what are you taking from me? And, you know, when you're being yourself, which I am fascinated in humans, like— I'm fascinated in wonderful humans. I'm fascinated in horrible humans. What makes you? How did you get horrible? Or how did you get so successful? Like on, uh, you know, I find both types of people very fascinating. Hmm. Even though I do like to be alone a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I like to go for hikes for hours alone. But I re- I really like to look at people and talk to people. But don't
2: you think that helps the fascination to a point? Like your your separation like taking yourself out of the equation seems like it allows you to appreciate it and this yeah, is what sure. most people miss like they think because uh, i get the same thing like there's nothing that i like more obviously because i most of the time i can't shut up when i actually talk to somebody <laughs> like having a good conversation is has to be the top of the list of what i value like in yeah. in experience yeah um next to traveling next to whatever the thing is um but the thing that's right under that is like not being around anybody like being by yourself for long periods of time and thinking and dwelling and hiking and uh having the alone time because that heightens the experience of being with somebody else um i heard it's funny because i heard that and like i'd spend hours
0: on my own hiking and i love it and i'm just like oh that sounds like battery recharge (laughs) because because that would be my thing like too much interaction with people i get just just drained Mm -hmm. and ornery and then if i go out on my bike or on foot for a while and I'm by myself or I, then I get to, I can come back to it but yep. it for for me it's a costly thing is it and I, yeah that's what I heard in that I I, I um th- this do you like roll the dice and just sort of like point a finger on the map sometimes and go or is it I mean the cool thing about go back to sort of climbing is that you're I'm you're the, the traveling was always to get to a place. Yes, There was always a destination to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going there to go climbing. Oh, it's a 13-hour drive. Could be 26 if we stop at the...
3: <laughs> it will be so, 26. The, 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 <laughs> lighthouse bar,
0: the Lighthouse Bar or yeah. whatever. Or, you know, oh, I'm driving through Ely, Nevada. Okay, I'm stopping here because
2: mm-hmm. I think the best Mexican restaurant in the world is there. But... Ooh, it's a tough one. There's one really good in Kanab as well on the way to Lake Powell.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah. But, but, but so there was always this, the, the, and I, and I don't, I mean, it's, it's happened recently where I've gone and I traveled specifically for the purpose of taking pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're sorting out a schedule right now, are you, are you looking, is is it, um, like, how does that happen in a way? Or do you just like, I'm just live and.
3: No, I, I have some plans. I mean, of course, there's always stuff that is just like. Oh sweet. Like that was so cool. That was such a bonus. But you know, for a couple of years I was going to these mountain man rendezvous and I (laughs) still will go, but less. um, because it's familiar now. So I'm not fascinated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the faces are great. I love the conversations. Most people there are artists. They make things by hand. They're tanners. They're they bead. They uh, I hate to say this is art, but to me it is like butchers or artists.
2: Arbatois. Everybody's abattoir. doing something. Abattoir? Yeah. Oh, abattoir. oh, there's no R. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so
3: <laughs> something by hand it's fascinating. Yeah. Um so I'm not unfascinated, but I'm not like mind blown. So now I need to do something I need my mind blown again. So what I um would like to I don't know if I want to give away everything I want to do, but I'd like to definitely photograph more Native American people and not literally like go places where there are Native Americans because that's just not going to work. You have to go to a festival or okay. a rodeo. You know, I like would like to go to some more Native American athletic rodeo events, things like that. And, uh, you know, you just show up in these places and start shooting. And, Hmm. you know, I had somebody be like, you'll never be able to get portraits of Native Americans. They're shy. You know, they're not going to want anything to do with you. And I'm like, "Uh, if they're doing something they're awesome at or if they look beautiful and they're in their Hmm. regalia, they certainly want you. In fact, I just had somebody ask me from a reservation if I could take some pictures of her and said, that they would pay me, which, of course, I'm not even going to accept. But if I'm in the neighborhood, I'll totally do it. Because, hmm. you know, like like the guy in the bar who might be a complete bag of shit, yeah. if you're celebrating somebody, they are very happy to be portra- have yeah. their portrait taken.
0: Did um, – when you started going to the uh, – um, did the fact of, uh, of making jewelry begin sort of coincidentally with going to the rendezvous, the first rendezvous, or have you been doing that for a while?
3: No, my grandmother had beads. Okay. So when I was about 13, um, I just started beading. Oh, and here's, here's my, here's my kind of hippie story, too. When I was uh, <laughs> in between, in college in the summers, I lived in Jackson Hole um, and would sit in town square and sell jewelry that I made. And there are times when I'm slow. Like under
0: the antler arches, you'd just be hanging just, out there. Yeah,
3: just selling. be a hippie kid with my friends, hanging out, selling necklaces. And there were times where I actually made more money than I do right now, yes. which is hilarious. So
0: so you're thinking about going back to it? Um, I'd like to. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was, simpler times in a way. But. It was
3: very simple. Yeah, I camped up Mosquito Creek and... Looked like a drug dealer. Had wads of cash in my pocket. (laughs) Hippie living up the canyon with tons of cash. Which which great.
0: I'm guessing um, no longer possible in Jackson. No longer possible, Jackson. So radically. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even in. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I didn't even know if there was a permit needed, but I do know that like (laughs) my friend's dad, who was a lawyer, would walk through the square and be like, "How's it going, kid?" You know, like nobody cared.
2: That's a and, blessing if I've ever seen one. Yeah. And people would just get off
3: buses and be like, oh, look at these like cute hippies that are like selling jewelry. Yeah. And it and, was nice jewelry. And we, when we cool. buy it, we'll
0: call it local jewelry. We buy, yes. Oh, I bought
3: this. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I took a bus out west and I'm... So the jewelry right. has,
3: been, has been there forever.
2: I've always thought about how that would work um, with like setting up. So I have a stepdaughter and we try to push her into doing... I I would say stuff like that just because interacting with people is a healthy human thing. Although I don't want to do it most times. I'm <laughs> going to force her to do it. So she set up a lemonade stand in the avenues last summer. And she made like 300 bucks. On lemonade. Like a nine-year-old selling lemonade. And I was like that's the, Fuck, is the state gonna come down on us like are we gonna have to like, i'm like child labor <laughs> yeah. no did you okay yeah. the, no there's only one question about that huh.
0: did you let her keep the money
2: oh you mean did i take a percentage yeah. is oh. that what you're asking it, what kind yeah. of business person would I be if I didn't? No, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not take a percentage. Child I did, service. however, then it's not child labor. make her file a 1099 for sole proprietorship. <laughs> 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 not, <laughs> uh, no, but I think that that is. It, it is kind of strange that we can't do that stuff anymore. We can't. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, you technically can because we got away with it, but that idea, that is – I guess you could call a conserved idea of like exploring entrepreneurial ideas for little kids. You can get in trouble for that nowadays, like you can a lot of other things, but it doesn't allow people to actually learn, which is kind of brings me to the, like maybe a technical question because I always, I wonder how people travel. Like you travel by car mostly Mm -hmm. because the and that's a commonality among people, especially in the United States. What is uh, technically, how do you plan on staying? Like you mentioned hotels, um, I have an affinity for very shitty motels in California, yes. but also <laughs> like camping you mentioned what what is your what does your get up look like when you're going to go on some sort of adventure and-
3: um, that's a really good question because um, you really can travel 365 if you want to, but mm. I travel a lot less in the winter because it's cold, it's dark. <laughs> I mean and the, the
2: roads are fucking snowy and the you roads might are roll. snowy yeah, <laughs> and it's
3: just you're, you're basically just spending a lot more money because mm. you're indoors a lot more you're in a motel. I mean, I'm, I don't right. winter camp anymore, yeah. um, <laughs> unless it's you know on a different hemisphere or something. Mm. But um, yeah, I travel a lot more when the days are long and car camp mostly, you know. Nice. S- sleep in the vehicle or sleep outside the vehicle, but nearby it and basically use it as a storage unit.
0: And, and the right. dealer comes with you on those trips. He doesn't come that you know. often. Well. Okay.
3: Because um, I really like to, and you really need to focus. Yeah, and you know some on. some dogs are very calming. Yeah. My dog squeaks incessantly. Um it's like he's always had like 20 pots of French roast coffee. Um he's yeah, so he's not Hence
0: ca- the long hikes. Yes, he's not enough. he's
3: not calming. <laughs> um so I adore him, but he's yeah, he does he has a staring problem, he squeaks, <laughs> needs <sting> constant <laughs> attention and I uh, feel like I'd rather just focus come on
0: in when you're working yeah and you mentioned earlier that you're you're also doing you know they're are personal projects obviously but um assignment work as well that is yes sort of tied into the sort of western culture idea is that yes. like a specific area of focus
3: <clears throat> yeah I, i've had assignments because of the work that i personal work that i've created hmm. um on ranching hunting things like that
0: does when uh, and, and and people have discovered, have seen that, like, the people who hire you, they've seen that work via, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm aiming towards, like, how are you sort of broadcasting what you do or promoting yourself? Is it strictly Instagram as a social media platform or? I use fa- or,
3: Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was on Twitter for a little while, but didn't you quite You should like quit it. your
0: Facebook account because, I don't know, you've seen them, been sort of in the news lately.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Yes. I, uh
0: not that that wasn't I- anything any intelligent person didn't understand from the beginning, but <laughs> yeah. um, but in terms of how photographs are presented on various social media platforms, there is an alternative these mm-hmm. days, which we, we no, I'm not going to uh, uh, promote it blatantly, but not blatantly. But uh, we'll t- we can talk about it after because it's a it's
3: outside the microphone. Yeah,
0: know, we can talk about it now. I mean, I if if. Um, I, I don't know, I can't, I can't recall exactly how long ago, it must be three years ago now, that it started the, the Vero platform. Mm. Um, but for, for a variety of reasons, specifically for photography, is I, could, I can put A, higher resolution photos there. I can actually, you know, n- lately I've been shooting mostly sort of panorama aspect ratio. Can actually turn my phone sideways, and I can upload high, re- higher resolution images mm-hmm. to it, and um, it, it, and there are a number of things that make it quite a bit more interesting than some of the other stuff. Part of it is there's no advertising, and there's no data harvesting,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
0: it'll be free up to a point, and then in, I think Amazon will start charging.
2: I don't, what you said: seven dollars a year, or ten dollars a year, or a dollar a month, or whatever it is. <laughs> it um, comes down to: I will pay whatever the fuck it needs to in order to interact at the level that I want to without being sold stuff. I yeah. Think that's how yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: and and the, the the way that you can sort of curate and interact, like even with a, an individual's uh, specific feed. So they're you know the the different categories of you know you can post a photo, you can post a, a book you might be reading, the music, and that is the music is tied to the iTunes. Uh, library so if I post a song and Michael likes you know is interested in it you can click on it you can listen to it right there and actually um, uh, movies locations so typically restaurants are things that people will put up but if, but if Michael I think Michael has you know shitty taste in music or something I don't want to see the music portion of his feed um, I mean, if that were
2: true. I'm going to post not. nothing but MC Hammer from now on <laughs> just to see how long and it takes you to, 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 block, <laughs> to that. block my music <laughs> preferences. Because
0: then I don't have to look at his music thing, but I can yeah. still enjoy his photos, right. et cetera. And the, and the privacy settings are, are, are pretty remarkable. But mostly for me, it's just like, wow, I can actually present an image in the way that I want it to be seen despite the fact that it's still on a fucking phone but yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but it's it 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 would be an interesting thing to sort of look into um it seems like the digital
2: the digital equivalent of what we try to do professionally which is like get to the bare necessities of the thing you want to experience i I, that's essential how to explain it to most people um who are like why the fuck would i use that Uh, i'm literally trying to get people on it only that i like (laughs) So I can interact with them there because it seems like a very close knit community of people that really um, they find value in presenting content for content's sake, not presenting content so that it can be a sideshow to an algorithm or a data mining experiment or whatever the hell the the thing is. And I think I mean, it's great that we went down this road using the Internet um, to bring this like. Full circle, but we had to do these really bad experiments to get here. And I think this might be the first example of something that's like. The good thing that came out of the bad experiment, you know that.
3: Yeah, very cool.
2: We have psychotherapy because of the Nazis. No one wants to admit that, <laughs> but we. But, but I think Facebook it is possibly a Nazi-ish <laughs> regime. It's <laughs> I, exactly
3: I, the same. It's totally
2: the
0: same. <laughs> I, I wouldn't argue I, with, <laughs> with, with that. But plus, it's also the big gorilla in the room, and no, everyone likes to see the, you know, oh, yeah. the big gorilla knocked off at the knees. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's 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 an interesting thing, just because from from my perspective as you know shooting more pictures. I, I spent a lot of time uh, over the winter developing building a new website for myself and that sort of thing, and and, um, and found a, a means to do it or a, a platform on which to do it that that was designed you know by photographers. A guy used to be a photo editor um, for Men's Journal um developed this this thing and i'm like oh well i finally found the way that i would like to see you know if i see some you know sometimes i see my pictures on the 27 inch monitor and i'm like that's a good i feel pat myself on the back right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but you know you still you still have to find the thing and then um and, and i honestly thought you know based on you know people who that i had interacted with on instagram who were like Hey, you should, you know, you should. I'd buy some of your prints if they're available. And so I, <laughs> you know, I've got this re, a place that you can go look at some, you know, at higher resolution images in a large thing with a mechanism to buy and crickets. Actually, those, those, oh, yeah, the, the three too. images in there, the test prints. Um, yeah, one of them is our friend Ian, who wanted to buy the the one that's on metallic um, paper. He want, he wants to buy a, that image, and then there's uh, the other two are for a fellow who has a um, a gym in, in Zagreb, and he said oh, I yeah, want to have these. Yeah. I want to have these two pictures there. Apart from that, like it has been singularly unuseful for selling prints. <laughs> really? As I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're, I mean, and I'm fine if they're not good. They're not good, and you know, you shouldn't. They they shouldn't be hanging in people's homes or whatever. But um but, but sharing that, and maybe it's part of the just like that we are so inundated with imagery these days, yes, and maybe locked into the phone and on the phone you'll never see you know you'll never understand like in the back seat of the car right now i've got a a uh, panorama aspect so it's one by two point seven mm-hmm. um uh print that I just had done that is thirty two inches oh. wide or something I think it ended up being thirty two by or thirty by eleven maybe is what it ended up being and or, well, it be 1 by 27, so 30 by... Yeah, it seems about right. Um, and th- the th- it looks fucking cool.
3: Yes. Right. I mean,
0: and prints are amazing. Amazing. And it's one of the reasons that, you know, I want to have the gallery in here, you know, mostly because the walls are blank right now. We don't have anything to put on them, but I can replace all the art in my home mm-hmm. if I just bring all the stuff that's there now here. Well,
1: I was
2: and just going to <laughs> point out. Like, I think that... that um I think we're not sensitive to good imagery because we're just displayed so much of it That's, sometimes. Yeah, uh, and, and and most of it, just to be honest, is not good imagery. It's just tricking us into the thing that we want to look at: bright colors, you know, unnatural saturation, that kind of deal. But when you do, when, when constantly you, renewed, though, is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, oh, don't like it? Move on, move on, move on. But yes. when I go to like a Mark has this this print in his house and every time i have to ask whether it's fake or not it's like dude tell me was that one fake like was this one it looks fake and it's just a black and white of uh a landscape photo of some mountains i believe in the alps would be you know, the weird the really dark contrast you want it's an unreal photo of mountains. Like, it looks fake to me because the mountains don't have a a familiar shape to me or whatever the reason. And it's an excellent photo. That's
0: a picture of Fitzroy and Cerro Torre, the Patagonia Massif that um, an acquaintance, actually, Alex Buisse, who's a photographer who lives in Chamonix, took. Mm. And the color version of it is the cover of the second edition of the the Climbing Guide to Patagonia that Rolo Rolo put together. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I, I saw the black and white version on on Alex's. Well, first Rolo, you know, posted the black and white and said, "Sadly, this is you know, n- people aren't into black and white, and so this is on the cover of the new, like- new edition of the book. It's going to be in color." And so I saw that photo. I'm like, "Who the fuck took that?" And so I uh, I sent a message to Rolo, and Rolo said, "Oh, it's Alex." And uh, so out of the blue, found his website. He used the same platform that I do, which is how I discovered the mm. photo folio. Um, uh, platform that I've been using for, that I built my website on, and um, and I sent him a note and I said, "Dude, I want to buy this." And and because he's in Chamonix, because he's a climber and a skier, he's just, you know he knew who I was, and he's just like absolutely. And I can't remember. I think I paid some hundreds of euros for that photo, and he sent it directly because I was gone. He sent it directly to. Um, the gallery that uh, has framed everything, mm. and, and yeah, that fucking print is amazing. He is such and a you, good.
2: You would see it, like uh, you would see the picture among others if it popped up in a feed or what. You would stop at it. It's, you would appreciate it. It's not it.
0: the only print hanging in my. Home. No, but it's the one. And there's that a I lot z- of others that are
2: pretty fucking good pictures. I think, <laughs> but that one is. I, I zero in on it and I go, "Oh man, this is a different like." If people don't understand, they're missing out on what it is to print a picture and hang oh, it by absolutely. itself and look at it and whatever your style of photography is, whether you whatever you like to print a picture, put it on a wall is the way that it should be displayed. And
3: that's what it was intended for yeah, <laughs> originally. Exactly. No, it wasn't. Yeah. you know, we didn't invent photography for iPhones. No, um, but I, I, I but like we
0: invented we, the iPhone mm, for photography. Yes, no, wait, no. Yeah. we no, it's a phone. <laughs> oh wow, we, we needed to call a, yeah.
3: I think that people feel and like maps, feel maps, like art is. is a giant privilege. Like they uh, even to themselves. Like they not 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 as a group. I think people to them, and I've been guilty of this before as well, where it's like, oh, that's a lot of money um that's that's going to be a treat thing and then once you buy it or if it's your own work and you print it and frame it you're like how did i live without that and do i don't you, even mean your own work cuz that sounds kind of silly i don't even print a lot of my own work because i live with it all the time i was i was
0: going to ask do you do you live with prints in your home like hanging on the walls or
3: mm, yes but i don't change them out as much as you would think okay um like <laughs> like, not often at all. But uh, once in a while, if I have somebody order something, I'll be like, wow, that, like, gorgeous cowgirl with her hands on her waist and her jeans and her big belt buckle and her hands are all tan. And, wait, why don't I have one of those? And then you print it, or and you're like, how? It's, how? This this is meant to be in my home. And it's shocking. And it's not a privilege. No.
0: <laughs> and, 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 and I think it's... Um, it's pretty shocking how the relationship with the image changes as soon as you print it, mm-hmm. and to, to see it. and, and I've had this. Um, our friend Justin, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pointed out at, at some point, it, you know, where he's. So yeah, you can print something this size. You know, okay, go ahead and make it. I mean, I have this, uh, a, this beautiful piece of art in my front room mm-hmm. now that Mason Brown did. That is, I mean, it started as a photograph, and then he makes um, from the photograph. He makes individual silk screen um, pieces of a silk screen to print it huge, and so and then the, the and then they are silk screen print they are printed onto plywood, and this thing is, I think it's eight feet wide, six well. feet tall. It's eighteen, I think uh, counted. It's eighteen. It's six across, three down. So it's eighteen individual silk screens that are you know put together into this thing, and it's fucking like any piece of art that size is impressive, mm-hmm. and. So Justin sent me this picture. He So he'd gone to the last time, I can't remember how many, how many years ago, a couple of years ago, um, there was an Andreas Gursky exhibition in New York City, and he went. He said, I think I went about 15 times. <laughs> and he said, it's pretty shocking to walk into a room and see a print, an image 12 feet tall or 15 feet tall or something like that. Just yeah. massive yeah and you know it's in, stitched together of individual images and you know the, whatever the technical thing that allows you to do that is and he just sent me a picture uh, you know of, of an individual standing in front of one of these images I'm like, it looks like she's in front of a fucking building. <laughs> I mean this thing is the image and, and, it, and I think it's like a person standing by a palm tree or something and it, but but it was so massive yeah and that I mean I, I, I've never seen anything that big maybe a billboard driving on the highway or something, but... Um,
3: Billboards it, don't it, really it, communicate, like... Not
0: really. No, no. no the laser liposuction, blah, blah, doesn't <laughs> yeah, really... they're not usually it. fine art I'm either. just not, like, <laughs> pulling over to check it out. Um, but, but, but the idea of, like, okay, I see it on my phone, and then I see it on my computer monitor, then I see the print, then I see the print framed and hung on the wall... And those are all unique experiences.
3: Yeah, and then they remind you why why you were attracted to take that picture in the first place. Yeah, I mean, you weren't like trying to keep yourself busy. See, I, th- I think <laughs> you know? just
2: I think the idea of having it well, the the process of doing it is one thing. That process is art, and and I guess. The price of art feels to most people a privilege because they think like, oh, that's what you esteem to after I check off the, the house, the car, the thing, the vacations. Then I have excess to spend on this thing. And I think uh, perhaps people that are attracted to what we do or people that we interact with look at art completely different. Art is not a privilege. Art is an act of rebellion. Like uh, that's I, I think creating art no matter what it is it could be writing it could be pictures it could be painting it could be whatever it is is saying i am not going to be a part i mean you're a part of consumerism to a point but i'm not going to be a normal cog in this deal where i work in a cubicle and do that creating art to me is a complete act of fuck you to everybody else it means i'm taking a risk i'm living with uncertainty and we had Jeremy Jones uh, on on the podcast a couple of days ago, and the the one thing I just like was in total awe of was his complete determination to do things his way, and his art is a physical expression in a movement, much like climbing was for Mark, and the way he sold that was in a video, but that almost didn't matter. Like the creation of it was a, a was a very you know particular thing to him, but the him moving his body was the art. And however that got sold and it allowed him to keep doing it, that was the act of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And it seems like when you're on the road and you're doing whatever it is that you do, creating jewelry or creating photographs, you're doing it in a way... And you just mentioned in passing, by the way. I might bring that to everybody's attention that somebody asked to pay you to take a portrait and you laughed at that. And this is a really... like. <laughs> I laugh, like I had somebody in the other day asking Don't get me,
3: me wrong, I like getting paid for my oh, work. Of course. But there's, of a time, course. there's a time and a place where it's, uh,
2: there, it's not that, about currency. That is, you the, know? that is the difference between somebody trying to monetize their, uh, or trying to, I don't know even how to put it there, there's a paradox there where I need to be able to do this thing and I need to make that happen. And then there's a thing that goes, I can do this, what can I extract the value out of? That, that's a totally different conversation mm-hmm. and a totally different profession um it, it, people don't realize the difference they they think my profession is equal to my income and my income is my identity yada 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 what i always
0: have found funny
2: with not funny
0: necessarily i guess um with photographers is they're like ah there's the i'm a i'm a professional photographer i have my job mm-hmm. but then i have and everybody's always talking about oh it's my personal work it's my personal project <laughs> it's i like well just fucking do that instead Mm -hmm. of this other like i i for myself could not reconcile i mean there was two years where i was making a living shooting pictures Mm -hmm. but um it turns out that um most of the time the relationships it's like okay you have to have a you have to be a people person to relate to the art director yeah (laughs) that didn't work don't get me started (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but 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 i couldn't it was really hard. After a while, I, I had stopped partially, partially because of that, because I couldn't, you know, I, I was unable to manipulate myself to be who the art director needed and still do what I wanted to do. And I was like, "Well, look, I have a camera. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do what I, I don't want to do. What you want me? I don't want to wanna do. do
2: what a committee wants me to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and so therefore, I can't have my art and my job be the same thing. And that's a lot of what killed. Climbing for me, as soon as I brought the commerce into it, was as soon as the sponsorship thing came. My relationship to the, to the mountains changed in some way, and and I was able to get rid of the sponsorship thing and work and earn money by other means and get back to the mountains in a way that w- was was okay for me. But but the the idea of like oh my I have th- there's this thing that I love to do and there's the professional part of it and then I have my personal projects or my art side and for me that didn't work. I d- I just don't understand. Uh, and although I admire it, the, the people who can reconcile
3: that—yeah, well, some people do it with more grace than others. Um, the, there, there have been times when I was told, "And the art director will be there," and I'm like,
2: uh, "Exactly." And that's not a
3: no—that's not a sigh of relief. That's a sigh of, like, oh, f- oh. fucking a." You're like, "Why don't you press the button?" You know. Um, but there's there are wonderful art directors that they hired you because they like what you do yes and and, you know sometimes there's just things have to be done it's art but it's communication things have to Mm -hmm. be done and um some people are uh, amazing to work with and uh you know you're working together as a very solid team and then other times you're just like you know i just feel like five foot six pile of Bones and skin here, <laughs> taking orders. You know, it, it, exactly.
0: Like, I'm the I'm the I'm the button monkey. Well, yes.
3: Th- so yeah, and, and you just I mean life is just annoying sometimes. So I just look at it like that. You know, this is like. Sometimes you have to go to the DMV, or you like have to walk the dog when it's sleeting. Wait, you know, wait, wait I just you look went from it.
0: you went from art director to DMV. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> well, that's they're, harsh, they're right not there. That, <laughs> they're not that
3: close, but not, I mean, in terms like like anything that's your job, even if you have a really cool job, like yeah. photographers have really cool jobs, artists have really cool jobs. But if it's the way you, if that's what pays your bills, it's going to be annoying sometimes. Uh, you're, you're,
0: there's a certain certain amount of direction that you will have to take.
3: Yeah, musicians yeah. have. People tell them that if they add these words or take these out, that they will have more success or sell more records. You know, it's mm-hmm. just part of.
0: It. And then if they're a punk band, they're like, well, no, there's no one telling
2: them <laughs> yeah. that because <laughs> that's just never not true. It it's funky. just like, yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> not for them. Um,
2: yeah. There is this there <laughs> is this pop, sensation pop where commerce needs to happen because we need to be able to do what we do. And that's a given fact about it. But there is this very strange Triangulation that I find very, very helpful that I noticed on accident based on some of the jobs that we did working on movie sets and whatnot was where you ultimately had the best outcome and the best control based off of money not being directly tied to what you're doing. And so this triangulation effect is, has, has kind of followed me through whatever job that we're doing, whether it's coaching somebody athletically, which I think is pretty funny because we had somebody in here yesterday that's looking at wanting me to take them through a process of something and uh the money thing comes up and and i have this very strange uh, appreciation now for uh, the title of coach if i'm going to be a coach money cannot be a direct cause of it so therefore somebody cannot pay me to coach them because the relationship changes then um a coach ultimately has to dictate how they take somebody through a process. And if they're dependent on getting paid in order to do their job, they're gonna make different decisions. They're gonna make bad decisions eventually because like Mark mentioned, once commerce gets into it, you start making decisions based on whether you will lose pay or an increase pay or mm-hmm. whatever. And I think there's something like, when we take somebody through a process, there is a form of payment there. Like I'm learning just as much, although I'm guiding or I'm you know at the head of it or, whatever the situation is. And I think art can be very similar. There's an exchange when you take somebody's photograph or you create something with somebody, whether that's a shitty art director or not, depends on the art director. Um, there's a payment there and, and that, that maybe people don't realize it, but that's the fulfilling part on most of the stuff that we do. And then figuring out how to get paid is kind of this, okay, yeah, we have to figure that out. But I think the most people that are the best at what they do and they consider art for art's sake triangulate their payment. And the real, the real effort can then stay with integrity. I think that's a, an important thing to uncover for people that might wonder like, how do you roam around to take pictures of people? Like, Well, I do, I figure, like I don't drive a It really doesn't
3: cost very much money to sleep in your car and to eat, you know? Sure. <laughs> Salami but, and apples.
2: But a lot of people like look at other, well, yeah, but how do I pay my mortgage? Or like, how do I do this? And you go, well, you don't buy, like, what do you need? Like, what do you actually need and what do you want? Because a lot of people go out, get the bigger house, get the bigger car, get the whatever, then they are hung by it mm-hmm. right we, we we cast out this line and now we're attached to it but a lot of people don't realize that there is this way of life where you can live underneath your means you don't need to live beyond them however many advertisements you skip over yeah it's it, i imagine you like me look at advertisements for stuff even like an innocu- like like oh, i really like that jacket that's like a 400 hundred dollar jacket well, if I want to take good pictures and be happy and do my art and not be um, relegated to a cubicle, I just flip past the jacket, like I, I have to. Well, <laughs> in most cases. In Most cases. I'm,
3: I also, I also think if if you have a skill, it really doesn't matter what it is. There's this, there's this interesting conversation here where it's like, you know, you, if you're an artist, you have to do your art at any means. Mm. True. Period. But if that's the way you're making your living, you have to respect yourself just like an accountant would. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're gonna try to go to the clients that are gonna pay you Mm -hmm. and respect you. And, you know, there's, in the art world, and Mark, I mean, you got, you know, in the outdoor world, there people think there's this like massive negotiation and it's like, like you don't go into Smiths with $20 and be like, I definitely need $40 worth of stuff for dinner. (laughs) Like, how am I going to get it? People do that to artists all the time. Mm -hmm. I give away a ton of stuff for free. I don't say, I don't like to say for free. I like to say, I like to give gifts because I like to share art. Um, But, um, you know, when you're getting paid, it's, it's serious. You know, you're, you're, you're creating, uh, you know, we all are talking about how moving photography is and how, how much we love it. But, um, you know, currency becomes this really weird. Oh, 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 money. You're like, yes, uh, money, because art is communication, and, just and, like and, writing is communication. It's and just, you
0: wouldn't have contacted me if you didn't think just, that what I was producing was actually worth money.
3: Right. And it's not, and it it isn't just art. It's commu- it's communication. That's yeah. to me the biggest, most important thing. Like you were moved by it. This photo can sell your product. This photo can make people go to Quebec this photo can um, I don't know it's it's really it's just
0: so are we talking about Quebec in the winter or in the summer? Maybe, maybe more the summer. Uh, okay, because I was going to say the photo that convinces people to go to Quebec in the winter,
2: that's a hell of a fucking photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a the ketchup popsicle with a girl in a white dress kind of deal. <laughs> I spent a winter in Montreal. But I, <laughs> no, I do I'm think
3: sure. it's, I think, you know, art is is this very precious, very personal thing, but yeah. if we're talking about it as a job, like, you you really you have to just compare it to anything else hmm. you know if you're a, a very good attorney you're doing someone a massive service yeah yeah you just save their freaking life has um, i don't know that art you're not saving anybody's life but could you know, be
0: or you you could well you could be enhancing it in in you know enhancing it or or changing it
3: you could be changing it
0: because, I mean, we were when we were talking with Greg Walsh recently, you know, we were talking about the inciting experiences, the things that the, the moments that we we had and whether it had to do with music or or activity or um, it, it could have been a piece of art. It could have been a, it could have been a book. Um, but but those, the, these moments um, that uh, that change things forever. In, mm-hmm. in, in someone and it could be something as oh I saw a photograph of a place I wanted to go to the place I got to the place I had this experience I met this person it you know my life changed forever so I think in that regard um the uh I, I think photography I mean it's it's um it's it's very powerful and or, or can be hmm and and it's tough to um, in that for me in that I don't like you know sort of commoditizing it in in that way sometimes like I like I'd, I I mean obviously you can't shoot nothing but transformative images but
3: um, you can yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I was gonna say some
2: some art uh, depending on what we're talking about I, I I don't know I've seen some pictures that have changed my life like they, they literally have changed the direction that I've gone. And to make it more clear, I've read some articles that have made me quit my job, and I've seen some pictures and read some articles that have moved me across the country or states at least. And I think that power alone, like, well, how do you evaluate that? Companies try to. They try to sell this thing. They try to get this thing to to go. And that that would be the balance of art and commerce, right there. It's like. All right, now I need to do that. I need to evoke emotion or a sense of something for this company so that they can get what they want, Mm -hmm. and and that becomes an art in itself. I think that's a very cool profession in itself. I think fashion photography is still one of my first loves of photography, and although I don't do anymore, I still appreciate how much actual influence it has. Like uh, many people don't realize it, but it does affect almost everything. Everybody's everyday life, like from the consumables that you do, from the political statements that it makes, it is life-changing. It's culture-changing. Yeah. And if you can change a culture, you change everybody's life all in one go. Um, that being said, like it is, <laughs> it is a commerce business. B- period, like end of statement. It is completely built off of who can make the most money doing the most ridiculous thing at some point. So there's an appreciation for that, at least. Um, I do like to always think that art comes down to this like gritty rebellion. You have to sleep in your car in order to produce it. And that's not true at all. Like no. you can be successful um, doing it and you can you can be successful and keep your integrity. Shocker. Like that. <laughs> you just... <laughs> you just you know, th- there's a fine line where that success uh, will increase exponentially, and you will have to you'll have to ditch some integrity in order to get the exponential growth that a company might want to see. Like as as in my art becomes a corporation, and if I want 15% net gain each year, something is going to have to give in order to get that percentage gain. Uh, that that's mostly what I'm talking down against it when I talk about commerce is this idea of perpetual growth, which is fucking cancer. Mm.
3: Well, one thing I'll add about the sleeping in the car, it being inexpensive is, you know, I don't do that because I per se have to. And I think, you know, if you want to do it nicer, go for it. I just feel like if I'm sleeping in my car, I'll wake up or in, you know, outside my car, I'll wake up when the sun comes up and I'll be ready. Mm. Whereas if I'm in a hotel, I'm going to shut the curtains, isolate. I'm not, I just don't feel ready, Mm. you know, um, it that's, was a job, that maybe. That's is, something different.
2: That's fucking awesome.
3: <laughs> I, I'd rather be uncomfortable. In fact, this summer I was um, shooting on a reservation. It was a festival, and there were two kids. I don't know if they were drunk or if they're on meth or both, but they got in a fist fight outside my car. Like they got in a fist fight. There was it was a it was a, a slumbery. It seemed kind of drunk fist fight, and my car was basically a thing that stopped them from falling down yeah, (laughs) and my window was cracked and I was like, my heart was like beating really, really, really hard because I was terrified and I was just like, I just yelled out to them, could you fucking not? And they're like, oh, sorry. But I'm like, (laughs) that was like part of my, I don't know. I woke, you know, I woke Mm -hmm. up I had been sleeping, and I woke up, and then I started thinking about what I was going to shoot the next day, or what I was going to try to look for the next day, and was like,
0: as opposed to whether they had good coffee at the buffet that yeah, starts yes. at six like, a.m. an hour after How lame is Sunday? the
3: continental breakfast? Yeah. Will there be any protein?
0: Yeah, like exactly. you
3: know, I don't want, really want to be that comfortable <laughs> when I'm trying to create and, stuff.
0: And, and and do you do you have this feeling that sort of like that that sense of like a feeling of comfort insulates you from the experiences you're yes. trying to capture.
3: Yes. Yes. And then, you know, my phone's charged and I can look at more pictures or listen to more music. And I just, I really, you know, we can do that when we're home. Yeah. So I really try to, you know, this part of this grittiness is like, I'm not trying to be like a dirtbag. bag. It's just the, the discomfort is more comfortable to be, check me into the place I need to be to kind of, you know, be, alert and sensitive to, sensitive to, to what's to, going yeah
0: do you disengage from like sort of the digital interaction when you're doing a job like that
3: uh no 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 okay but i mean you know if, if my only place to charge my phone is in my car and my car hasn't been on in eons like i just put the freaking thing down and you know, I don't need to look at more pretty pieces of avocado toast or, <laughs> or, or you know, more beadwork or quillwork. I don't need to see anything at more. I'm like, I came here to see this. To you see know? this, not yeah.
2: to be disconnected and looking yeah. through the... It's an technique. eerie... Uh, as soon as you said, I like to be uncomfortable. It's an eerie... Well, there's correlations to many things that we do, but also in the sense that my... uh my dad is a traveler of sorts, a climber, sailor, lives out of his van and most, you know, doesn't have to, fully retired, but was able to uh, create a life that he wanted in his retirement, which is basically essentially going around and climbing different things. And his, um, he's always said to me, and I hated it when I was a little kid because obviously you want to be comfortable and blah, 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 blah. And he always said if we can sleep cheap and eat well we can do whatever we want love that and i was like it didn't click until like i started racing bikes and i'd have to travel and and you know i could get twice as much training in in california if i just slept really cheap like if i could do the 20 a night motel and just like check for bed bugs kind of deal yeah um i could stay i could get twice the amount of training in and i could enjoy twice the amount of stuff and i would eat really well sleep cheap and i was like Damn him. I, like, and you just repeated this thing and it just gives me tingles to be like, God, I hate when I'm wrong. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> Especially if, if it means dad was right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Damn him. But to that extent. I agree that, with your dad mm-hmm. completely. Uh, it's a, a beautiful way to live is to think, like to give and take, yeah. like to, to always be able to, you know, I, I need to get what I want, so I'll do this and I don't want to do this, so I'll, I'll end up paying up the, the term. I think that's fucking great. So did um
0: you checked out of the hotel in Farmington. Yeah. Cuz it was a little bit too <laughs> a little bit rough. Drove to Cortez. Well the hour and the bathroom minutes.
3: door fell off. Oh. <laughs> and I invited the dog up. I had the dog. We had the dog and the, invited him up on the um, I guess the other queen bed and he was like, "Oh, this is so trashy, mom." This is It smells it, like tangerine and vomit in here. Nice. And uh yeah, that's what the dog's thought bubble was. And I was like, yeah, this place blows. So we went to the Motel 6 across the street, and they were looking at the white Subaru like it was a Rolls Royce. And I'm yeah. like, this is just, okay, we're totally not sleeping here. <laughs> we're not, yeah. because, yeah, you know.
0: So did you, um, did you shoot some stuff around Farmington? I mean, did you go out to— I was in
3: Gallup. Sh- I was in-, in Gallup. Okay. That was mostly a jewelry-buying mission. Ah. Yes. Which, uh,
0: which establishment in Gallup did you—
3: um well i went to a lot of the pawn shops yeah and um to anyone that's going to listen to this if you like art go to (laughs) Gallup. go to the pawn shops because you know it's not just lawnmowers and like stolen
2: oh no it's (laughs) It's, it's like stolen mountain bikes
3: no it's it's like cool stuff it's amazing yeah
0: when i would go down i mean I, i i have this beautiful um dazzler rug that's Probably seventeen feet long and sort of two and a half feet wide or three feet wide maybe um, that I bought when I was there. I mean, it, it's like winter, so no one's around um, because it's not the height of tourist season. But I can't remember the, the guy's name, but he's he's been selling on Main Street and Gallup for oh, 40, Richardson's
3: maybe. Uh, Richardson's is the real snazzy it, one on Route sixty six. There, right across from the.
0: It's it's not snazzy. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and it's Main Street, not Route sixty six. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to say Main and Third, um, it, but it is a, it is a fellow's name, if I recall. But I but he's just he's just in there in the winter, and there's no one else around. And, mm-hmm. and one day I went in there and probably spent three hours talking to him, and uh, um, was it, it was super cool. He it, um, oh God, damn his he, he I, I think he he married. Lives, I think he still lives out on um, uh, one of the reservations. Married into it, older guy. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. my guess is he's been fairly successful. But um, it would like just looking at the art that is produced in that. I mean, in a in what amounts to a really small microcosm in a way, is stunning.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, you can obviously overpay for stuff like you can anywhere, but. Yeah, ab- absolutely amazing.
3: Yeah, absolutely amazing. So yeah, that wasn't that much of a heavy photo trip. We, although we did stop at um, the Bisti Badlands. Yeah. Took photos there, and that's that's a place I'd like to bring some mountain men and horses at some point. <laughs> so. I, that's
0: uh, um, I'm trying to think. And may, maybe because actually, I don't think it was you. So it's, um, there's uh, Sort of these ten funny little connections. Um, so I think it's I think it's Randy Bly, who's uh, he's the vocalist for Lamb of God, and he's a Leica ambassador, and he's a guy with whom I have a. He, he also produces a, the Unbuilt Zine. He's one of the people who who makes that one, and we have this um, interesting sort of internet relationship. And uh, and I th- and I think he posted a picture um, from a trip out that way um, that he knows that uh, Jim
3: boshi oh ring yes yes i only know and him as boshi jim as boshi jim yeah <laughs> I'm or, like, or i don't Wait, know that if it's like,
0: I, maybe that's it i mean i just can i just uh, dyslexic my way into the he's a navajo
3: welder and photographer yeah say, right exa- yeah. exactly exactly
0: mm-hmm. and i noticed, and so because of randy i started following and looking at his pictures and then the other day i realized that you were also yeah and i just thought, okay this is very strange coming from like metal skateboard <laughs> photographer to western culture photographer by way and joined in the middle yeah at um, basically Shiprock yep which
2: is also a very powerful place very mm. absolutely I think the kids coming in and screaming in the background uh, notified us of our Time, limit. the time limit of our <laughs> of our <laughs> yeah. conversation today. Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Um, thank you, Nicole, for coming thank in. Thank you. For I, asking I, me. I I hope. Um, if. Uh, yeah, I, I I I hope to I hope to do it again, or maybe. Um, have you contribute to? some of our projects or one of our projects or something, or maybe we invent something, (laughs) a a new one. I would love to, I'd love to. Because the thing that we do really, the thing that Michael and I do best is make more work for ourselves. <laughs> yeah,
3: I know, right? That's what I do too. And so. Can I spend an ungodly amount of time trying to get from A to B? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Monday through Friday.
0: <laughs> and then more on the weekend probably. Yes. Because that seems like that we don't really stop either.
3: That's right. <laughs> it just feels um, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So The traffic is lazier, that's what I noticed. Especially Sunday. Yeah. Sunday morning here. Um, I hope we can make that happen. Yeah. I mean something, and and it, I mean if it will, it's going to be natural, yep. just sort of as this was. And,
3: well, yeah. I really appreciate you guys asking me to talk well, thank with you.
2: This you. this is, this is any I can get to the root of how someone does their life that is not a normal situation. It's like an absolute I just think oh I'm gonna maybe I should buy a Subaru (laughs) what kind of tent do you have that's a the kind of like technical questions to get to no that's
0: just like you must have a really good that picture's awesome you must have a
2: really good camera wow you sleep outside you must have an awesome tent no uh, were you mad you didn't have a flash when those guys those meth heads were fighting each other it's just like as a missed opportunity for a picture (laughs) no it's been great thank you thank you for coming on thank you so much Absolutely right. appreciate it. Thank you.